Hey guys, um, it's morning here. I realized I forgot to do an episode yesterday. Yesterday was super, super crazy. Um, my ex had an interview and we're working with one car right now between two families. Long story. Um, so it was just a bunch of running around and hanging out with the boys and um, the babies and it, it's just been a chaotic couple of days. So sorry I didn't give you an episode yesterday. Um, we'll do a Saturday episode to make up for it. I'm sure you were all just devastated and waiting with breath for yesterday's fresh episode. Um, today is a car episode, as you can probably hear from the extra background noise, uh, but it's the only way that this is going to happen because today is another jam-packed day of getting ready for school for all five kids and getting my ex's, you know, everything in order for him to start a new job. So I'm going to have about zero time for myself today. Um, other than after everybody goes to bed, hopefully there'll be a minute where I can just decompress. But um, there's been a lot going on with me. <laughs> I've been voice texting my friends like a crazy person. Um, after the last episode I did about understanding how I can't do everything. I've had a lot of trouble with, and I mentioned this before, with coming to peace with the divorce, not because of the grief of losing the relationship. I've already gone through most, if not all of that process, but it's the loss of what I dreamed my family would look like with all my kids with me. Well, in my household, not necessarily with me, but in my household all of the time. And, um, I love voice texting. I mention it a lot, but I just, it's so much better than texting. I don't have to worry about like autocorrect. My thumbs can't mess everything up in like one foul swoop. It's not as private. Like when I send them to people, if there's a bunch of people around them, they can't access them right away, but it's still how I do most of my like significant communicating. And I was talking to one of my best friends about everything that I'm feeling and going through and trying to process and trying to accept. And he actually challenged me that my problem isn't necessarily the situation, which does stink, but perhaps the problem is more what my definition of being a good mom is. And that took us down a whole rabbit hole of how so much of my self-worth is defined by how small I can push myself down to lift other people up. I come from very hardworking people. My dad is one of the most self-sacrificing, definitely to a fault, people that you will ever meet. And my mom has always taught us to be respectful and the way that she modeled parenting was you do everything for everybody and put everybody else first and then if there's something left for you at the end of the day then that's what you get and even though I know I wanted a different kind of parenting style for myself man that model is just like seared into my brain so hard that it's been really really difficult to deprogram. So I'm going into this adulthood, like stage of my adulthood, where I want to be with my kids all the time and make sure that they are 
okay. Like at my worst, I think that my kids will like legit die if I'm not with them, which I understand how crazy town that sounds coming out of my mouth, but that's what it feels like. And that's part of my postpartum anxiety and part of this model of parenting that I'm so familiar with. That being said, I also want a career so badly because I am in great need of financial freedom and security. I think it would take 90 pounds off of my shoulders. Um, And so how do I marry the two ideas, basically? And another thought that we explored in our conversations, me and my friend, was, okay, so you know, maybe there's a little bit of self-sabotage going on here. Maybe there's a little bit of that martyr syndrome where you can't be successful because then you must have been ignoring other people in your life. And how dare you? Who are you if you aren't the world's best mother first and foremost? And if that's all that there's time for, which that's all there would be time for, then what are you doing? You have no right to want anything else, right? So my friend said, you know, hypothetically, if you had $25,000 right now, what would you do? What would it change? And my immediate instinct, it hit me like a ton of bricks is I would worry about losing $25,000. I wouldn't suddenly be like, hurrah, life shall be easier. Henceforth, I would be freaking out about how that money would trickle away because I'm not thinking about, oh, I can invest it and put it towards here to make more money or, oh, now I can hire babysitters so I can make more money. I already think of it like a chipmunk with a freaking nut and how am I going to hold on to it? How am I going to keep it? And that is my scarcity mindset, not to get too woo woo on y'all, but scarcity mindset really is a thing where you just operate in this place of fear and not enough and sometimes scarcity cloaks itself in a veil of hard work, integrity, and, you know, what's the word? Like work ethic. And we call that, you know, just being traditional and the American dream. And in reality, if, you know, you have to break your bones and bust your back and work 70 hours a week just to make a living. While that is honorable in a lot of ways, the psychological, mental, emotional sacrifice of that, right? What do you have to pass on to your kids if you're exhausted and angry and repressed and all of that, right? So scarcity mindset seems like something very woo-woo and it seems like something that most of us don't even understand that we have but if you have zero faith that more money is coming if you have very little faith that a promotion is coming you just have to hang in there if you have very little faith that you will always be provided for in one way or another that's scarcity mindset and I know that even my last sentence two years ago would have triggered me into a tirade of how, I mean, I did a pod or not a podcast, a blog post one time about how I hate gratitude because it didn't make sense. You know, why should I be thankful to the universe for the roof over my head? If I don't work, the roof goes away. Right. And I went completely off the rails with a negative mindset and just hunkered into that scarcity mindset. So 
there's been a lot of self-reflection after these conversations and the conclusion, well, there was a couple conclusions, one of which was, okay, when I'm around, not with my kids and they don't die, that is data that confirms that they can survive without me breathing down their beautiful little necks. And I need to mentally make a tick, note that. And then the next day when my kids aren't with me 200% of the time and they live, that's another little tick. And sometimes my ex and I have very different parenting styles, but that doesn't mean that he's wrong. And it's really hard for me to give up my illusion of control because none of us really have control over anything now, do we? In order to be, you know, for me to be okay with what's going on over at his house. So first takeaway that I got from hours of sobbing voice texts on my part was, you know, there's only an illusion of control and every day that the worst doesn't happen is data that the worst is unlikely to happen. The second takeaway is that I really need to change my mindset around money. That is work that I need to do right this second. It can't wait. It can't be put off anymore. I can't be proud about it because there's part of me that feels like, I talked about this before on the podcast, being uncomfortable with assistance is pride. I've been working since I was 16 years old. I need to make sure that my kids are okay. And I just need a stepladder. You know, those little, like, three-step ladders that everybody's grandma, I think, has tucked away somewhere (laughs) so they can reach things. I just need one of those so that I can get things on track and moving in a direction where I can pay forward the gift of having just ground beneath my feet right now. I mean, my financial situation is dire and I need to fix it. And it doesn't matter how much I work or how much I tell myself I'm going to work. I find reasons all the time to not work. You know, I have a deadline and I'll just stay up super late to get it done because, you know, the boys are having a rough day. So I'll spend it with them instead of having my ex do it by himself. Like, it's just sabotage left and right so that I can fill, fulfill this motherhood paradigm that will literally kill me because I will never be good enough within that paradigm. And the only way to win is if I am so depleted and compromised and depressed that I can honestly say without a shadow of a doubt that I gave them my all. That's crazy town. So takeaway number two would be (laughs) change my money mindset. And I think the takeaway number three would just be I need to change my definition of what motherhood is and not make it the models that I have seen around me. Because the other side of the coin, too, is even though perhaps the model that I was raised with isn't the one that I want, I've seen so many other unsuccessful ones around me or ones that I also don't want that by default, the one that I had ends up being the best. But I need to be brave enough and comfortable enough to come up with my own version because I need to have a career to contribute into the world. I personally need it. I think stay-at-home moms are superheroes 
I love my children more than life itself. But if I can't do both, I don't know who I am. And that's kind of weird to say because the way that society sets us up is motherhood is supposed to give you purpose. But I think that's a fucking crock of shit. <laughs> motherhood gives you tiny people to love and to give you headaches and to be responsible for for the next 40 years. Let's be real with the economy we've got right now. No one's done with their children at 18. And they're not obligated to love you, but you are obligated to love them. It's a very complicated relationship being a parent. So to say that it should, it's just madness. I mean, no wonder we live in a society where it's normalized for mommy to drink half a bottle of wine every night because she's just exhausted and frustrated and mentally done. So... I don't know, I have the utmost respect for women who understand themselves well enough to know that they are either not ready for children or don't want them at all. Uh, We should live in a society that allows all women that freedom without being less of a woman. So that's a whole other tirade for a different day. So I think I'm going to wrap it up there because this has been all over the board kind of episode. But um, I apologize for the background noise on this one. Um, All the pops and clicks and ticks and sniffles and turn signals and all that um but I really wanted to get this in today it was important to me to keep keep the wheels moving but I hope everybody is having a great day and I will be back again tomorrow with another episode please subscribe or share your favorite episode if there's an episode that resonates with you if you feel so inclined and yeah like I said I'll talk to you tomorrow bye